0: for Slavin, top of the near circle, double T, table Terabynon hassled by Kopp, Aho, near point, walking the line now is Slavin, Jacob Slavin to first near side, Terabynon, he scores! A bullet, well placed by Turbo on the power play! The ice and Slaven, Terabynon has to be willing to shoot the puck more, on the one side of the umbrella, and here he is! Willing to shoot it, and Justin Williams may have his first goal back as a hurricane. Look at that stick position. Elevation net front from Ajo. Oh, and Justin Williams. This is the Kane's Corner Podcast
1: with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Kane's Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Morning After Podcast. I mean, what do you say? So, we're, ah, I'm Adam Gold. Thank you very much for joining us. So, really, this is the kind of stuff that you just can't, you just, you can't predict. Maybe you can. Maybe it should be easy to predict. I don't know. So, Justin Williams takes the first 48 games of the season off. Shows up, his first game is against the Islanders on Sunday. Plays well. Ends up uh, winning the game in a shootout with the goal that uh, ultimately put Carolina ahead to stay. I mean, he makes he uh, scores the goal, and then James Reimer stops Anders Lee in the shootout. That's that. So I don't know if it counts as a game-winning goal or not. It should. And then tonight, Williams has two goals, both great plays by other players, but somebody got to finish right. And including a power play goal, and the Hurricanes go on to a 4-1 win. Game-winning goal, Justin Williams. (laughs) Stop. You know, he joked before he um, played his first game on Sunday. Yes, it was Saturday when we were talking to him in the uh, locker room after practice when we knew he was going to play on Sunday, even though it technically wasn't announced officially until the next day. We kind of had an idea. Uh, We asked him, uh, you know, what are your expectations? And he said, well, I don't expect a hat trick. Well, you're right. He didn't get a hat trick in day one. He didn't get a hat trick on day two. Uh, What he did was score twice, and he could have scored two other times uh, but a uh, an all-around good game and Justin Williams just makes other players better and in this case uh, they made him better uh, there's there was a lot a lot of good in this game uh, including the second Justin Williams goal which iced it
0: Angel jump on it Appleton's up and ready back in five seconds terrifiedifying it through center final push over the line in the zone near wing. expect the oh! goal.
1: So it wasn't a power play goal. Mason Appleton, no way that's his real name. Is there a hockey player really named Mason Appleton? Doesn't it sound like some guy who plays on the Corn Ferry Tour second year out, big hitter, kind of sprays it around, streaky putter? Uh, Anyway, Mason Appleton was in the penalty box, and it was just maybe a second after the penalty expired when Svechnikov found Williams on the back door, uh, to make it a 4-1 game. Carolina was great in the third period by the way, amazing in the third period. They were kind of trashy in the second period. second period wasn't a great period for either team, to be perfectly honest, but uh, Carolina's worst period was the second period. They were dangerous but sloppy in the first and but it was just awesome to be able to uh, to, you know, see Justin Williams, Put the finishing touch on a game which had his fingerprints all over it. We played the first goal. That made it 2-0. Carolina got off to a great start. And we'll give you the first goal in a second. Uh, but it was just cool to, uh, to see Justin already have an impact on what this team did. How many people thought when Williams signed and he's coming back and he's coming back like, man, he's 38. What are the chances he's actually still good? Yeah, I know. He is. He's still really good. I actually saw Martin Natchez after the game, and I don't remember necessarily the sequence on the ice, but I think Natchez was talking to him about wanting to get him the puck to score a third goal and get the hat trick. Williams does not care. But speaking of Martin Natchez, that first goal that was something else. Oh, it's
0: carried in by Marty Natchez. A close call. What a goal! Marty Natchez in tight. Forehand to backhand right through the loop and right by Connor Hellebach. Oh, my word. What a play. This was not your typical forehand backhand because he sort of let himself with the puck. Put it to an area where with his skin... Scan-
1: All right, let's 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 describe the goal real quick because uh, I thought it was a really nice play by, uh, was it, uh, it was Hayden Fleury who had the assist, the the secondary assist. So Fleury makes a nice stretch pass to Ryan Dezingle, who was just outside the blue line, who just little deflection into the offensive end along the wall where Natchez picked it up, and then he skated in kind of a sharp angle, uh, right past Neil Pionk and right past Connor Hellebuck, and then just tucked it into the open net. I mean, it was a thing of beauty, but you can't you can't have that play without what Hayden Fleury did and what Ryan Dezingle did. Um, just tremendous, and Carolina gets uh, on the board 228 in. The Williams power play goal came 530 in, and here's what's interesting about the game. Real quick, will not spend a lot of time on this, and by the way, uh, my friend Mike Salarte is going to join us in uh, a few minutes, and we'll uh, talk more about the game and Justin Williams and all of that. Um, Eric Halla was a healthy scratch tonight, and we can get into—we're not going to get into the the, uh, the inner meaning of Eric Halla being healthy scratched. Uh, the truth is, is that Hall is in a nine-game goal-scoring drought. Um, he didn't, hasn't played well the last few games and he lost a critical battle in front of the net late in the second period that allowed the Islanders to score their only goal. Um, and so somebody's going to come out and this is not about an injury. This is not about keep giving a guy an extra day off or game off, uh, going into a break. This is about somebody has got to come out. isn't hasn't played well of late. It was Hall's turn to sit out. I fully expect Eric Holler to be back in the lineup when they play against Vegas, his old team, on Friday night of next week. And moving on. Uh, Eric Holler is too important to this team. So I just assume that Holler will be back. It was his turn to come out. Uh, We'll we'll also see how he reacts to being a healthy scratch. Eric Holler didn't expect to be a healthy scratch at any point. This season, no, Nor did anybody expect him to be a healthy scratch. But somebody's got to come out. And, uh, you know, Martin Nook had to come back in. Brock McGinn's playing well. Brock McGinn's also their best penalty killer other than Jordan Stahl. And um, Warren Fogle's been playing well, although Fogle could come out the next game. I mean, who knows who it's going it to. could be Nino Ryder, although I thought Nino played pretty well tonight. Regardless, um, so in both of the first two go- uh, goals it was Halla would have been on the ice for both. It was Halla's line, now centered by Walmart, with Zingle and Natchez. That created the first goal. And then on the power play, don't you know, old man River, 38-year-old Justin Williams, in the slot where we often see Eric Halla. So uh, great play, Tara Vinen uh, with a, uh, with a, wasn't really a shot. We can t- call, call it a shot if we want. Uh, but he knew what he was doing. And right on the tape of Williams, who deflected it over Con- Connor Hellebuck. So it's 2 nothing, But unfortunately, Carol, this was a sloppy first period too. And we'll talk about what, very quickly, what Winnipeg does. They are so fast and so big and so talented up front. It was going to put a lot of pressure on Carolina's defense. Uh, and in this case, they kind of wore out the stahl Svechnikov Rider line, and uh, Shifley had the puck out in front of Patrick Lyonnais, a uh, who uh, just ripped one past Peter Mrazik. It's two one, and it was really the shift after the Williams goal made it two nothing. So it's two one at that point. Uh, but a really really nice play at the end of the period, uh, finished off by Tevo Teravainen that put Carolina ahead by two. That's controlled near side by Andre Sechnikov, an aerial flip out
0: to center as the Canes get out of dodge and steal. Aho, far wing, steeds in, backhander shut down by Hemipar. Aho, Terravinen scores! That's hockey, baby! What a pass by CBAS! Sebastian Aho, right to Tabo Terravinen, It all began.
1: Look, that was uh, that was a great play all around. Svechnikov, with the presence of mind, had just lifted out of the air, lifted out of the zone. Ajo ran it down, uh, made a smart play, actually. He just really kind of flipped it at Hellebuck uh, on goal, uh, and because he was in tight, uh, Hellebuck couldn't glove it, so he just kind of knocked it down and batted it behind the net, and then Ajo won a battle Behind the net. Ajo's night was, I thought, mostly very good. Uh, there were some, uh, I think nobody was really good in the second period, so everybody made a bunch of mistakes there. Uh, but uh, he he won a battle behind the net and then made a brilliant pass to Tevo Taravainen, uh in front, who uh, went uh, upper 90, as they say in soccer. Uh, for the 3-1 lead, and after the scoreless second period, Carolina was in great shape because their third period uh, was one of the best periods you'll see them play all year. They were all over the Jets. They could have scored more goals, um, but they didn't. Uh, Anyway, uh, solid performance, Um, and we'll see what happens with Halla and others uh, because nobody wants to come out. Everybody wants to be a part of this. Uh, and it's uh, it's very cool uh, to see this team play well the last two games with Justin back in the fold, and now they get to just kind of do nothing. Uh, the All Star game is coming up this weekend, and I saw Jacob Slavin kind of packing stuff up, getting ready, bringing sticks. What is he going to pack? What is he do- what does he have to take? All that kind of stuff. Uh, so he's set for his first All Star game, and uh, who knows. Who knows what the second half will bring, uh, but Carolina's got 32 games to play. Uh, they will uh, they'll hit the ice against Vegas on the 31st. That's next Friday, and then uh, for the most part, it is a concentrated schedule the rest of the way, starting with the second-to-last week in February. I believe seven straight weeks there is a back-to-back either Friday, Saturday... Or Saturday, Sunday. Uh, so there's a lot of back-to-backs left. They're going to put a lot of strain on goaltenders. Uh, I've said this before. I still think we're going to see uh, Alex Nedelkovic at some point this year. But right now, both goalies are healthy. Mrazek played very well tonight. Uh, gave up a goal on his first shot and nothing thereafter. Played excellent in the second period. Uh, even for the most part in the first period. Uh, where he uh, Where he had to be on his game. Uh, made a couple of really nice saves. Uh, one on, I think it was Jack Roslevic, uh, who came in uh, unencumbered. But I thought Murazik was very good. And uh, defense in front of him played very well. The all-star, Slavin, uh, played a mere 25-58. 26 minutes for Jacob Slavin. Had Brett Pesci not gotten into a fight, uh, he would have played more than 20 minutes. He played nineteen forty eight. And we'll close on uh, this before we take a break and bring in Mike Salarte. Uh, Winnipeg was feisty and downright dirty in the third period. And um, I thought it was impressive the way uh, Carolina responded. Svechnikov, I thought it was going to be a fighting major, wasn't it? They just gave him matching ruffings. Uh, but Svechnikov dropped the gloves with Shifley, And then Mark Scheifele clearly wanted a fight tonight. Uh, and He went after uh, Brett Pesci, or they went after each other. And they actually did throw hands. Uh, I don't know who won the fight. Nobody really won that fight. It wasn't a long fight. Uh, But Brett Pesci, who we don't see that from very often, uh, was willing to drop the glove. So there we are. We're into the break. Uh, We'll come back and we'll talk about this. and We'll talk about the return of Williams with Mike Salarte, my friend, uh, former Raleigh guy, now in Charlotte with Spectrum Sports. Uh, but before we do, take the break. A reminder, subscribe to the Canes Corner podcast. There'll be more podcasts coming up, more long, firm, big-picture things uh, with the uh, with Hurricanes Matters. But subscribe to it wherever you get your podcast Uh Rate it if you want, and if you don't want, that's fine. I've never rated a podcast. I'm not going to make you do anything you don't want to do. Uh, so there you go. We'll uh, we'll pause briefly. I'll towel off. And all right, do you want to? Do you really want to? Okay. Back for Slayman. top of the near circle, double T. Cable Terrapinian hassled by
0: Kopp. Aho, near point, walking the line now is Slavin. Jacob Slavin to first near side Terrapinian. He scores! A bullet well placed by Turbo on the power play. No, the ice is Oh,
1: man, it wasn't Turbo, uh, although Turbo made the pass. It was Justin Williams with the redirect up high. It was a 2 nothing game at that point. It went on to be the game winner and your first star. Justin Williams all right quick break Mike Salarte when we resume my friend Mike Salarte the man who keeps the lights on at Spectrum News every weeknight at 10 30 he's there on your television if you are a Spectrum uh, subscriber I hope you are um so I, know, I. <laughs> absolutely. You yeah. you are an alum of the uh the alumni game. I guess that's a double negative. I don't know. Uh I know you didn't play this year, but as a man who is uh almost thirty-eight. Right. Um I don't know why are you laughing.
2: We're, we're gonna we're gonna brush up on your math skills, but okay. It's okay. I'm I'm a member, Adam, I'm a big fan of yours and I've always called you a friend and that has not changed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can can you can you even imagine like Justin Williams two games in, shootout goal, two goals tonight, frankly could have had four. Um I mean come on. That's me's making a mockery of the game.
2: Yeah it's 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 laughable. I mean everybody the greats of the game, Gretzky, Howe, or forget it. <laughs> Justin Williams Jay Willie baby look you can't you can't quantify what he brings to this team I mean I know he had two goals against Winnipeg and that's all well and good had the shootout winner uh, the other night it, it, against the Islanders you can't quantify what he does in terms of statistics he's such a big presence in that dressing room and the goals are t- look the goals are kind of gravy at 38 years old. But man, when he scores, that place goes up. And and I, you know, I sent the I sent a message to Mike Maniscalco after the game, asking if Justin got a little misty-eyed after the chant was going on because he looked like he was a little glossy in the old eyes.
1: He was Sunday night in the locker room after the it game. Means, yeah, you
2: can see what it means to him. Yeah, and and that to me is just. Be, I mean, that's hockey. It's what the game is, and it's what it's how it touches these guys that play at the highest level. It touches us all, no matter what level you play at, whether it's you know the NHL beer league c3 uh like the charlotte rebels who need to win this season but anyway um <laughs> no i mean it's just just the magic that that guy brings and you just see how much he loves it and it's great it's it's unbelievable to watch it's so much fun and what sucks is now we have to wait 10 days for him to play.
1: i know i actually know he it was very funny after the game he joked about how he needed a break
2: yeah, uh he's worn out. I mean, come on
1: two whole he's games worn out, man. Yeah. 38 years
2: old it ain't easy getting out of bed bro
1: Dude, he was shot out of a cannon on the second. Oh, yeah. His second goal made uh, a
2: beeline to the back post. Hit him with a great pass. Perfect, I mean, awesome. Yeah,
1: awesome and stuff. of course because he's smart, he uh, he yeah. understands that. Oh, Svetchnikov made that play. Everybody needs to know that it was his play, not mine. Same with Teravainen. Yeah. Uh, he goes, eh, look, I had my stick on the ice in the right spot. Uh, yeah. Like no big deal. It was other players who are uh, who are doing the work. Real quick. Uh, Because I know you couldn't be there on Sunday night against the Islanders. Uh, But you understand these types of moments. Mike Solarte, Spectrum News, is joining us here on the Morning After podcast. Uh, Forget about when he took his first shift and as soon as he went over the boards. And Rod Brindamore just is oblivious to all of these things. He could have started Williams for the cheap pop, but he didn't. Uh, So Williams takes his first shift. As soon as he comes over the boards, the place is bonkers. Right. So when we get to the shootout, I've already been downstairs. I usually watch the last five minutes of regulation. If there's overtime, I'm there as well. So I usually watch that from the corner down by the locker room. Uh, So they're in the shootout. It's round eight at this point. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, is that an earthquake? Oh, no. (laughs) It must be the fact that Justin Williams is out to take the shot. And of course... It was as though he had already scored the goal. Right. And then he scores the goal. The roof blows off the place. Andrews Lee was probably still feeling the tremors when he went in and his feeble attempt. Uh, well, I guess if it was the Islanders, he's lucky he even brought the puck to James Reimer right. because they <laughs> they whiffed on two plays. <laughs> yeah. It was a terrible shootout for the Islanders after they uh, had evened the score at 2-2 with, I guess, Anthony Bavillier's uh, goal that evened the shootout and it extended it. Uh, but I mean, Anders Lee had no chance. Right. <laughs> and then, of yeah. course, it's just it's Justin Williams' night all over again.
2: Yeah, and you know, and all the things you talk about the the the, the earthquake of of Justin of the boards and everything. I mean, imagine if he doesn't score there. You know, I mean, because it, and, and I would never wish ill on Justin Williams. I know better. Right. But I mean, but just imagine if he doesn't score there. Because then the shootout continues, and the play—I mean, the, the Hurricanes very well could have lost on that next shot. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, you know, if he doesn't score, the air gets taken right out of the building and everything else. But he scores, the game, Mister Game Seven is back. Yeah, and now he's Mister Round Eight of the shootout. But you know, you talk about a pressure cooker for James Reimer. He had to come up with a stop. Yeah, you know, I mean, he had to make a stop. It wasn't like they—you know, was not like they dumped it in twice uh, during their eight opportunities in the shootout. You know, they actually got a shot off that time. But, you know, again, you can't you can't quantify again what Justin Williams brings to this this hockey team. And uh, you know, the fact he doesn't have a letter right now leads me to leads me to the point that Rod Brindamore says, I've gotta treat Justin Williams like a new player, even though he's not, and let him, you know, be Justin and all the guys know him. He's not a new player, but he can't he can't show favoritism. He can't play favoritism. Yeah. He can't give him the C. He can't rip an A off the guy's chest. These guys have to learn that even though Williams is on their roster and in their lineup, he's just one of the guys now. But he's even though he's really not. And so it's a really interesting it's a really interesting uh, room right now and the way that everything is balanced. But we'll You know, Rod is obviously a master at keeping that room on an even keel. This is going to be a lot of fun to watch in the second half. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean they've got some issues we'll get to in a second. Um, I my my conversations with Rod and with Justin. Uh, before all of these things were announced and all that happened, um, there was never going to be a letter. It couldn't do it. It wasn't fair to the guys in the room. Right. Um, but that's hockey, that's hockey, that's yeah. hockey. It, it, but all you got to do is go back to year one with Williams, mm-hmm. even though he didn't have a letter, everybody knew, including all the guys who wore letters Everybody knew essentially not who ran the room because that's that's kind of cliched, but everybody knew where to go. Uh, and it's always been number 14 since he's come back, it will always be number 14. Uh, and he was tremendous, he was great tonight. He shows leadership all the time, he shows leadership with his play. Um, and, and he knows exactly what to say. After the game, he goes, you know what? We weren't great in the first and second periods, but the third period was good and we have to be better. So he gets it. So.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the easiest way to, the easiest way to, to assume this is that, or to understand this to me anyway, is Justin Williams is a made man. Oh yeah. Everybody knows you don't mess with the made man. And if the made man talks, you shut up and you listen and, Honestly, the balance in that room right now, I don't think Justin has to really say a whole lot unless things start to really cycle you know, swirl the drain. And I don't see that happening either. This team is this team is really, really I mean, I don't want to pump their tires and put them in the Stanley Cup final just yet, but man, they can see it. Especially after the run they had last year. And I think this group is young and hungry and really, really super motivated. And yes, they have some deficiencies. Mm. Every team in the league does but I think that those deficiencies are something that the deficiencies that they have are certainly correctable. They are certainly fixable. It may involve some personnel changes. Yeah. Deadline will be coming up. You never know what's going to happen there. Uh, But, this is this is a hockey team right now that's really going in in such an incredible direction. It's a lot of fun to watch.
1: Yeah, they're better offensively than they were a year ago. Oh, yeah. um, they're not quite as feisty to play against up front, but if they can add a top four defenseman, they've got cap room now. I mean, they've e- yeah. even with even if even if Doug Dougie Hamilton can come back during the regular season. Which would eliminate the long-term injury replacement for Hamilton. Um, yeah. So, if he can come back during the regular season, then you you can you can only add one bona fide top four defenseman. But they've yeah. got about five to six million dollars of cap space to do so. So, I think it's it's within reach of Don Waddell uh, to make some moves. Probably send a, pr- a prospect and a draft pick. They've got number one. So. Um, they can do that if they can find the right fit on the blue line. It doesn't make a difference if it's a left shot or a right shot because Pesci can play his offside. I I would argue that Pesci was uh, one of their best players playing his offside last year with Justin Fox. So we'll see uh, yeah. how that works. I want to ask you, you got a chance to see Martine Nature's play. Oh, yeah. Uh, all last year and he he had some some down moments but he had a lot of up obviously and the uh he ended up having a great year his first full season in North America uh but he scores the first goal tonight and there are times where you go oh that speed is breathtaking yeah. he is unreal when yeah. he gets it cr- i mean legitimately cranked up. Um, so what did you see from his game last year that was different from the beginning to the end?
2: The the thing that I saw in his game last year was I saw that speed, and I saw those incredible hands of his. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference in the American League to the National League is time and space. In the American League, there's just a little more time and space than the National League. And so Marty's hands at the beginning of his time with the Hurricanes and his call-ups and everything else, and before he stuck this year, I think he had to make that little bit of an adjustment, uh, and and now when you're seeing him just, you know, you know, flip his hat around and hit turbo and go down the ice, uh, you know, it's like oh, now he's got the confidence in his legs and his hands, and I, you know, I mean he's he's had a real I think he's had a really nice campaign to this point, and I think he's only getting better, and when he figures out hands and feet. Full, you know, without even thinking about it, I mean, this kid's going to be a terror, and you're going to yeah. have him up there with Svech, and Svech has got speed and strength. I mean, uh, did he did he drift Shifley in that pile? Did he throw? Did he chuck a knuckle in his face? Did I
1: he did. I know. was. I think, sur-
2: I think he gave him a little shot there.
1: He definitely and, did, and I was surprised that that was. They just gave him matching roughing penalties. Yeah, uh, I thought that there was definitely going to be a fighting major. Shifley was interested in a fight tonight, apparently. Oh, yeah. Uh, because he had a bout with Joe Pesci. I'm not even calling him Brett Pesci anymore. Uh, he had a bout with with uh, with Joe. Um, what but yes. What do
2: you What do you mean? You What do you mean? You say I'm funny? <laughs> what about me is so funny to you, Mister Shifley? I yeah, do believe Brett, that was what Pesci said. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, they had mics all over the glass tonight. And that was exactly the conversation. Uh, uh it was it, look, and, and you know, you talk about this team being feisty. They don't have a lot of guys that are going to do that, you know. They don't no. have a lot of guys that are going to step in and and drop the mitts. But when you have a guy like Pesci, really not known for that sort nope. of thing, being the guy to do that, that shows me that this collection of players is going to play for each other on the ice, going for you know, going after wins, and they're going to stick up for each other when someone's trying to take liberties. And when you see a guy like Pesci do that, that sends a message to the other guys in the room saying, "All right, if 22's doing it." Yeah. I better be ready to. I better be ready to answer the bell if my number gets called. You know, it's interesting. It's great sign for team toughness.
1: What's What's interesting is that there's a couple of guys in the lot in the in that team on that team that will definitely step up. Like Joel Edmondson has already thrown hands yeah. this year, uh, and we know Jordan Martinook will. Um, mm-hmm. So when you see it, and I've, I I I said it all last year it was a matter of time before Svechnikov got in a fight. A matter of time, because he loves yeah. to give it after whistles. And he is not afraid. He will not back down. Oh, no. He also yeah. trained, uh, you know, part of his training off this offseason was boxing. Uh, yeah. So good for him. Um, yeah. But it's interesting when you see a guy like Pesci uh, do that, because he is not known for nope. anything like that. But I think what Pesci gets, that... And I'm not trying to throw guys under the bus here um, because they can't help but not get it just yet. Uh, so Eric Holler was a healthy scratch tonight. Um, Ryan Dezingle has faded in and out, although I think Dezingle played very well tonight. And he had a, a, a just a great touch pass on the nature's goal to kind yes. of deflect it to the corner. Uh, Pesci gets the culture of this team and this organization and what Rod wants. He's been around Rod for a number of years before Brendan Moore became the head coach, but he gets it. And the guys who get it are so you, you cannot do, you can't, you can't replicate that value. So I'll be interested, interested to see as the season goes on, how much of the culture really rubs off on the If the culture rubs off on Eric Halla. Uh, because we know Hall is talented you, I mean Rod Brindamore healthy scratched a guy who has been one of his best players all year oh yeah that was a that was a Kahonas type move <laughs> from Rod <laughs> Brindamore because you don't know how that's gonna work here's yeah, a guy no. here, here's a guy playing for uh you know he wants a, a contract from somebody next year uh and you just you just pulled him from the lineup and he's healthy.
2: Yeah, well, and and you know, but that's that's the rub with having thirteen forwards after the addition of Justin Williams, and at some point somebody's going to sit down, and they're going to, you know, and they have to understand when you talk about culture. You know, culture sounds so cliche, but it's such a real, tangible thing within any successful team, whether yeah. it's the NHL or the NFL or baseball, you name it. There's a culture that guys buy into. That if they're going to be a part of this, if they're going to be a part of the collective group that is going to make things work and be successful in their games, whether it's hockey or football, whatever, if they're going to win, if they're going to be a collective winning group, they've got to all believe in the same thing. they got to have the oars in the water at the same time. They've all got to be on the same page. I'll continue to throw cliches at you if you like. But the <laughs> the, the, main, the main thing here is is that if a guy like who, as you mentioned, has had a dynamite season to this point. I mean, he's a he's a sniper. He can fire that thing all over the place. But if it's his turn to be out of the lineup, you kind of have to say, okay, it's my turn. You only start to get concerned for Eric Holla if it becomes a consistent, repetitive thing, if it happens over and over again. Then, you know, you got to check yourself and say, hey, am I bought in? Right. It may be a conversation he has to have with Rod. Am I, am I not bought in? What do you need me to do? Cause I want to play. I want to help this team win. I want to be bought in. So, you know, and I'm, I'm just talking, I'm certainly talking about the game overall and using this as an example. I don't know that this is happening. I don't know that these guys are having these chats, that sort of thing. But, um, a guy like Hall of being out of the lineup, that's one thing. But, um, uh, if you see, you know, does Engel get sat one night or Justin Williams, you know, get a night off? No, oh, Justin
1: Williams is not coming out of the lineup.
2: Well, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, you just never know. But, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, at some point, you know, if you're Rod Brindamore and I heard his post game tonight, he said, look, I want these guys to make it tough for me. It's not easy to sit a guy like Eric I want these guys yeah. to make it difficult for me. And they've done that. And so if you got if Rod Brindamore has that problem then the 12 guys that get a jersey as forwards, well, they better produce if they want to keep that jersey. And, you know, for the most part, You know, most of them will. But the guys that are in that the, the bottom six, they better bring it. They better bring it every night because there are guys anxious and itching to get back in a lineup.
1: Yeah, there's there's no question. Well, uh, they'll all be healthy scratch for the next 10 days because uh, they don't play again until the 31st against the Vegas Golden Knights. Basically, your second home team.
2: Uh, well, yeah, and you know, an interesting, interesting fun fact, Adam. Yes, I'll actually be in Vegas next month for the rematch between the Hurricanes and the Golden Knights. I'll be out there, uh, for that one, celebrating my 38th birthday for the 12th time.
1: Wow. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So, wow.
2: We, so we made a trip out of it. Uh, Which has
1: uh, been your favorite 38th birthday?
2: Um, <laughs> I would say the. <laughs> I think the first one because I was really thirty (laughs) eight then. So yeah, every every year after that's been kind of has kind of paled in comparison to the one where I was actually thirty (laughs) eight.
1: All right, man, I've kept you longer longer than I ever intended, but it's fun to talk to you. So uh, man,
2: it's it's always great to talk to you there, Gold.
1: We'll do it. When are you coming up for a game? When are you coming up for a game so we could do this in person?
2: I was going to come up next week, but then they don't have any games. Yes, so problem. um, yeah, so that's that's problematic. Uh, I, you know what? When I do come up there, you will be the first one to know about it because, uh, Dadgummit, I miss you, oh, and we man. need to do this more often. This I'm is serious, love, man. true love. This buddy, come on now. Colleagues don't get together often <laughs> enough.
1: I, I was waiting for the colleague comment. I had to wait till the I end. I know. I, I was, had to, had I to get that in under See, the wire. I called you a friend right at the right at the top. I, I know, and I and I, man, right. Adam,
2: you are one of my most cherished friends that I have in this crazy business. And, uh, we're, it's, we're, we're 25 years in,
1: uh, almost, it's, uh, 20, almost 22. Oh,
2: almost 22.
1: Yeah. Okay. Almost 22. It's like, well, uh, yeah. in a month, month and a half, it'll be 22. Uh, yep. we used to so be it's, side it's by 21. each all the time. Oh, it's <laughs>
2: 21 and one. Right. 21 and a foul. For us. <laughs> yeah. 21 and the, and the foul. <laughs> and yes, we were very many times we were side by each, uh, the radio and, uh, we talked hockey and, uh, you know, we, uh. Uh, we had the uh, breakfast in the morning with uh, two eggs facing the sun, and uh, it was good. Uh, <laughs> coffee, toast it was great.
1: I will never not laugh at that, Mike Salarte uh, from <laughs> Spectrum News. Ten thirty weeknights. Follow him on Twitter at Mike Salarte. I thank you for your time, my friend. Uh, well, we'll see you very soon.
2: I look forward to it, Adam. You have a great, great day. Thanks, buddy. Nothing better than talking to Mike Salarte. Uh,
1: all right, let's uh, before we uh, before we have to uh, jump out of here. Uh, Here are the standings in the Eastern Conference because, well, we always close on the standings. The Islanders, they were winners over the Rangers tonight. I think it was 4-2 final. 49 games, 63 points. They are in third place in the Metropolitan Division. Uh, The Hurricanes, by virtue of Columbus not playing, moved back into wildcard one spot. Uh, 50 points or 50 games, 61 points. Columbus and Philadelphia are tied 50 games, 60 points. Columbus has more regulation wins than Philadelphia does. So right now they would have the fifth spot in the Metropolitan standings. Philadelphia would be six. Florida, by the way, they were a winner at Chicago tonight. And the Panthers have 61 points in 49 games, so they have a point lead, or they're even with Carolina, but a game in hand. Toronto, 57 points in 49 games, so they're right now on the outside looking in. Imagine if Toronto doesn't make the playoffs, uh, and, of course, the Hurricanes might not get Toronto's pick because if it's it's top 10 protected. That makes me mad. Anyway... With all of that said, the uh, Hurricanes go into the break. Uh, on a high note, cue Madeline Kahn. Uh, some of you will get that. Some of you won't. Uh, but a big win. Carolina got some goals cranked up. Justin Williams is on pace for 100 if he had just started the season on time. Two goals, two games, two game winners. I mean, come on. Would you stop? Guy's making a mockery of it all. All right. So uh, we'll uh, we'll... We won't have any morning after pods because there are no games until uh, the 31st when Vegas comes to town next Friday. Uh, But we will come back with some Cane's Corner podcasts for you over the uh, next eight, nine days. So stay tuned for those. And once again, do us a favor. Do yourself a favor. Uh, Subscribe to it so it shows up on your phone. Rate it. Uh, Do what you have to. Give me some feedback And I thank you very much for your time on the Morning After podcast, Hurricanes 4, Winnipeg 1, and we will see you next time. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsband.com, the WRAL SportsBan app, and you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early,